I want to welcome you to day three of our look together through Mark chapter 7 in Daily Tribe Time Devotions. We're looking at verses 14 to 23 today. We've been talking the last couple days about the danger of what you might call man-made religion. How can I see when I'm caught up in a religion of my own making? Well, Jesus talks about it. A couple days ago, we looked at him saying, it's when my words and my heart don't match. That's when you know you're making up your spiritual life on your own. It's when my traditions replace God's directions. That's when you know it's your religion and not a relationship with God. And now Jesus is going to talk in these verses about a third principle, about personal purity. He's going to talk to us about the fact that it's easy to fool yourself when it comes to this issue of purity. It's easy to try to cover up an impurity in my heart, big problems in my heart, with religious rituals and religious regulations and religious activities. We do it all the time. Here's what Jesus said about this in verses 14 to 19. Again, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen to me, everyone, and understand this. Nothing outside a man can make him unclean by going into him. Rather, it is what comes out of a man that makes him unclean. After he'd left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked him about this parable. Are you so dull, he asked. Don't you see that nothing that enters a man from the outside can make him unclean? For it doesn't go into his heart, but into his stomach, and then out of his body. In saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. Now, let me repeat that last phrase from the Bible. Jesus declared all foods clean. Now, that may sound simple to us, but to those who first read the New Testament, this is one of the most life-changing, radical passages in, in the all, entire pages. They'd grown up as good Jewish followers of God. And they'd been taught that there were certain foods that you could eat that were not to be eaten because they would make you spiritually unclean before God. This isn't just about hygiene. It's about being spiritually unclean because you'd be breaking God's command by eating that food. But here is Jesus totally changing the entire Old Testament, actually fulfilling and not changing it. And that he declares all foods clean. Jesus came to fulfill everything. And because of that, everything changed. And the laws and practices, some of them in the Old Testament, focused on the outer practice of man with the intention of it talking about the inner practice of our hearts, the purity of our hearts. But Jesus is saying here, the container that's clean on the outside, it doesn't matter if it's dirty on the inside. Jesus says the inside is what is important. And in saying that, he's talking to us about a third way that any of us can know we are in deep spiritual danger. And here's how you know. When your activity is used to cover up your impurity. You use activity to cover up impurity. And I've seen people, as a pastor for 30 plus years now, I've seen people do it many, many times. I've seen myself do it. We, we feel like, okay, there's a sin in my life I need to take care of. But instead of dealing with God on that sin, maybe it's gossip, maybe it's bitterness, whatever it is. Instead of dealing with God on that, we just do more religious things. We do more good things. We try to cover up this need to deal with God about an issue of purity in our lives by doing more good things for others. It never works. There are many ministries that are motivated not by love, but by guilt. Let's just be honest. And when that is happening, Jesus is saying, that's not a spiritually good thing. That is a spiritually, deeply dangerous thing. In fact, there are three important principles here about purity as Jesus talks through this parable. Principle number one is this. You aren't made unclean from your outer circumstances, from, from the food that you eat or the washing that you do. That's not what makes you unclean. 
Now, again, he's not talking about physical uncleanness here. He's talking about spiritual uncleanness. When, when you hear clean and unclean in this passage, it's talking about spiritually. There are some foods that are obviously physically more healthy than others, but that has nothing to do with your spirit. There's a sense today in our society that the eating of certain foods the drinking of certain kinds of things, or maybe fasting, doing certain things with foods, can make your soul cleaner. And Jesus says, that's absolutely a lie. There is no way you can make your soul cleaner by drinking cleaner water. That goes into your stomach. It's what goes into your heart that makes your soul cleaner. But we fool ourselves. And we think, well, if I eat this, or I go on this diet, or I do this with my physical life, it's gonna obviously impact my spiritual soul. (laughs) Jesus says it does not. In fact, the book of Colossians says it even more clearly. It says, there is no way that these outer things like washing the hands or eating of the foods can have anything to do with what God does in your spirit. They're entirely separate from each other. You aren't made unclean from your outer circumstances. That's the principle number one here. The second principle is you are made unclean by what comes out of you, out of your heart. Listen to what Jesus said about that in verses 20 to 23. He went on, what comes out of a man is what makes him unclean. For from within, out of men's hearts, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and make a man unclean. Now, the first thing I notice, and probably you too, is this devastatingly clear list of the evils within us that make us unclean. I don't think there's one of us hearing this who can't see ourselves somewhere in this list. Whether it's immorality or murder or malice or greed or slander or arrogance, who doesn't deal with pride or folly, foolishness? These are the evils that are in our heart. And the source of them all is our our foolish pride that I feel I can run my life rather than trusting God for my life. All these evils come from inside and that's what makes me spiritually unclean. And because the evils come from my heart, it's my heart that has to be changed. That leads to the third principle. The third principle is we're cleansed from the inside out, not the outside in. Inside out, not outside in. I'm the one who determines how I'm going to act in a certain situation. My circumstances aren't determining how I'm going to act. The breakfast that I had this morning isn't determining how I'm going to act. I'm going to determine. I'm going to choose based on my heart. Now, God can give us, through the gift of his spirit, he can give us a heart that will react and love whatever the outer circumstances, no matter where you are. But that's a gift of God. And that comes from him changing my heart. From the inside out, I'm changed. Somebody on the research team asked a question about this. If we're defiled, they asked, from what comes from our hearts, why do we so often hear the advice, just follow your heart? That's an excellent question. The advice to just follow your heart, it's terrible advice. The book of Proverbs says there's a way that seems right to us that ends in death. And what comes out of our hearts sometimes is greed. What comes out of our hearts sometimes is arrogance. You don't just follow your heart. You ask Jesus Christ to change your heart, to give you a new heart. And then you follow him. That's what makes all the difference in our daily lives. Whenever in my life activity is used to cover impurity, it is a sign of the fact that I'm spiritually in danger. I'm making my own religion rather than following Jesus Christ as an exercise, as a journey of faith in my life. Actually, these last three days, we've been talking about 
How do you love God? Do you love God just with your words? Or do you love him with your heart? Do you love God by keeping traditions? Or do you love God by following his directions? Do you love God by offering him just your activity from time to time? Or do you love God by offering to him a life, a heart of purity? Right now, for just a few minutes, as we've talked these last few days about serving him and loving him, I'd like to talk to him together. And as we pray, would you begin with the prayer? It's my prayer too. I'm joining you in it. God, cleanse my heart. Lord, as I read this list, hear this list of what makes us unclean, I cannot help but see that I am a man of unclean lips and an unclean heart. I'm a woman of unclean lips and an unclean heart, as Isaiah prayed. I, I see that there is sin in my life. And I know that that brings problems and struggles and difficulties into my days. And I want to blame my circumstances, but I can't. I don't have perfect circumstances, but I do have a perfect God. And God, I know that no matter what the circumstances, you can give me a heart at peace. You can give me a heart of love. You can give me a heart of joy. You've promised that. Help me to look to you to do what no one else can do, to change my heart. God, cleanse my heart. But even as I pray that, I also want to thank you. I want to thank you, Jesus, that you have forgiven my uncleanness of heart. You are my only hope. Thank you that you have given me, by what you did for me on the cross, a clean heart. So instead of me trying to clean myself up, help me to trust you for a clean heart. Strengthen me to have attitudes, to, to make decisions, to see life based on this gift of a clean heart that you've given me. And based on that gift, I pray that you would give me, give me, Jesus Christ, the privilege to live a life of purity for you. I pray this, I ask this, in your name, amen. We'll see you tomorrow for Drive Time Devotions. We're going to be looking at Jesus' fascinating conversation with a woman in verses 24 to 30.